Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Yes, folks, we're back. It's Tuesday night. It's time for the Wrestling Revisited Show 1-724-444-7044. Caller ID 139926-POUND. This is episode number 86, and I am your host, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo. Of course, next week, ladies and gentlemen, the King of Kings, the Master of Disaster, the Cerebral Assassin, the G to the T to the S, my brother from another mother, the Doc Brown to my Marty McFly, Gerard T. Smith, will be in the captain's chair, and hopefully he'll be with us tonight, however, as well. But ladies and gentlemen, we also hope that you are ready for what should be an exciting revisited show. We want to acknowledge guest two is now logged in the chat. Guest two, I think we know who you are. Welcome to the show as we are just getting started, however. So let's get started, shall we? A lot has been going down in the last week or so, however, as far as the WWE goes. But, of course, we're going to talk about last night, however. And, of course, coming up at 9 o'clock, John Gross will have your birthdays and dates. Jabbar and I will have your news headlines for you, however, including a recap of last night's Monday Night Raw show that was very interesting up there in the great white north of Canada at the Air Canada Center in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, if you will, which is where tonight's SmackDown show will also be held. Next week, of course, as you know, however, uh, guess who is wondering what is last night's rating. We have not gotten that rating yet, however, but we do know that the viewership was very good last night to let you know as they scored, I believe, a 3.24, believe it or not, as far as million people watching, considering they were going up against the Bachelor three-hour season finale last night. But we'll talk about that at a later time. In the meantime, we're going to talk about last night's Raw in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Of course, next week, ladies and gentlemen, right before SummerSlam, you can check out all the action of Monday Night Raw next Monday night, ladies and gentlemen in Boston. Yes, folks, Beantown, USA at the TD Garden, of course. Monday Night Raw will be turning to the home of the Patriots, if you will. Boston, Massachusetts, if you will, coming up next Monday night. And then a week from tonight, SmackDown will be coming to you live from the Dunkin' Donuts Center in Providence, Rhode Island, not that far away from Boston as we are counting down the hours, minutes, seconds, and days till SummerSlam. And as of today, it is 12 days and counting. In the meantime, folks, we're going to talk about last night's Raw. And last night's Raw, well, let's just say it was an interesting night in more ways than one at the Air Canada Center. Of course, the show started off with the Miz to Raw's, of course, uh, as you would expect. Miz, his wife, Maurice, Curtis Axel, and Bo Dallas all running their mouths hard to start out the show, however. And, of course, the Miz continuing to basically whining, griping, bitch, and piss and moan about everything and anything, especially of what's been happening the last few weeks with him. Of course, we saw what happened last week in Pittsburgh when Jason Jordan decided to take it upon himself, however, let's just say by laying out the Miz and his entourage, if you will, in more ways than one. That being said, last night, the Miz, of course, once again, 
did not get a very, let's just say, a welcome reception in Toronto in more ways than one. And when he tried to, uh, let's just say, continue to stir up trouble, however, trouble found him in more ways than one. As a result, however, Kurt Angle announced Tower to the Miz and his entourage however, that tonight, however, he would have a very special guest on Miz TV. And as a result, out came the Beast Slayer, the dragon himself, the Beast Incarnate, the Universal Champion, the man who will be going at it in the Fatal 4-Way, if you will, coming up a week from this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, along with his advocate, Paul Heyman. As a result, however, The Miz started running his mouth yet again, and this time it caught up with him in more ways than one. As a result, Paul Heyman basically sicked his beast all over The Miz and his entourage, pitting them each as Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe, and Braun Strowman. And when it was all said and done, let's just say, a big F5 tornado warning hit the city of Toronto and left nothing but destruction and chaos right there in the middle of the Air Canada Center ring. As a result, the Dragon Slayer and Beast Incarnate, however, along with his advocate, however, had plenty to smile about, and the fans did too, however, as they were cheering for him in more ways than one. And as a result, let's just say, the Beast Incarnate, however, who was not originally scheduled to be on this show, but on next week's show in Boston, however, made Toronto, however, another stop on his Suplex City tour of 2017, if you will, and left The Miz basically picking up everything but his jaw and jock strap, however, in more ways than one, as The Miz, however, and his entourage got laid out at the hands of the Dragon Beast Slayer, Brock Lesnar. Uh, my thoughts about this opening, it was a good opening, however, it definitely served its purpose, and I think The Miz and his Miz Taraj better be careful next time of running their mouths, however, because if they don't, however, they'll get the same sort of treatment that they got last night at the hands of the Beast Incarnate. Speaking of Beast, ladies and gentlemen, that leads us to our opening matchup of the night, however, and it was the King Slayer, Seth Rollins taking on Sheamus at a rematch from last week with Cesaro in Sheamus' corner. As a result, however, thanks to a distraction by Cesaro, however, Sheamus got a little retribution on the King Slayer here last night, however, in the opening matchup, however, in more ways than one defeating Seth Rollins. Now, it looked like originally, however, we thought we were going to have Dean Ambrose come down to help Seth Rollins, similar to what happened last week in Pittsburgh. But as the night wore on, however, the big question was, however, could Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose put their differences aside after three years and coexist at least together for one night? Well, we would soon find out if that would be a good thing or a bad thing. But on this night, however, at least early on in the show, that was not the case, however, mind you, however, it turned out to be not so much of a good thing. And joining us on the line right now, I see right now, is our good friend from Florida, Mr. Anil Patel. How are Mr. Patel, how are you tonight? How are we? are here at episode 86. We're just talking about the beginning of Raw between Seth Rollins and uh, Cesaro and also the opening of the Brock Lesnar destruction. Now, your thoughts about the beginning of last night's show. Hello? Okay. Oh, you're talking. Oh, was it, was, were you talking to me or yeah, someone else? Yeah. You, okay. You, you, no, you, you're on the line with us now. No, I was just getting your thoughts about the beginning of Raw last night, how it started out with Seth Rollins and Cesaro, and then also what Brock Lesnar did at the beginning of the show. Your thoughts about last night's beginning of Raw? Hmm. 
I mean, uh, well, I, well, you probably did hear me on yeah on Chris Peeves yesterday. I, I said I wasn't really impressed with the show at all, like from top to bottom. So like the comment, I mean, okay, I mean, yeah, you had you had Brock Lesnar on Miss TV. Of uh, the like, the, I guess people liked it because he actually beat up people. You know, he didn't really stand there like he usually does. So I guess that was the difference of of him this time. Uh-huh. He usually just stands next to Paul Heyman and then Paul Heyman does the talking. But at least he, you know, geared up for some of them. He's like, hey, let me beat up some people. You know. Right, Why not? I, right. I agree. I would agree. But I think at the same time, as I said, how right as you were coming on the line, how I think the Miz should have learned his role and could have kept his mouth shut, however, because sometimes <laughs> he doesn't know when to keep his mouth shut. <laughs> he is a good heel and he knows when to talk a great game, but sometimes his mouth gets him into trouble in situations that he better uh, watch himself on. However, and like you said, yeah. uh, we'll uh, be talking about uh, each segment individually. I know you said uh, you gave us your opinion about Raw, but I'll give you my thoughts too. Uh, as I said, I thought this the beginning was good. I, I'm glad Brock served uh, its purpose. I mean, Brock originally was not supposed to be advertised for the show originally until I had heard uh, later, uh, sometime late afternoon, right after Raw Radio yesterday, I had heard he was in Toronto. Uh, originally, he was not supposed to be there in Toronto originally, however, but he was supposed to be advertised for the following week in Boston, but he is set to be advertised, I understand, for this next week in Boston unless something comes up, and then he will be at SummerSlam a week from Sunday, and then I believe the night Right after SummerSlam, as of now, he has not been booked yet for that show, but he is booked, however, for the end of this month, however, of August, however, on the 28th in Memphis, Tennessee. So, right mm-hmm. now, um, Brock's got some pretty open dates at this point. They're still talking about whether or not what they're going to do with him as far as the Universal title thing. It looks like more and more they're kind of leaning the way, however. We thought he was going to be heading out of USC and this would be his last show. It looks like now that's not going to be the case. Uh, nevertheless, we'll definitely be keeping an eye on that. Uh, I did talk about the opener. I thought it was a pretty good opener. So from there, that leads us to our next match. However, of course, uh, we saw uh, an interesting match develop here. It was supposed to be Jason Jordan taking on Curtis Axel, ladies and gentlemen. But then, because of what happened earlier in the night, however, with Brock Lesnar showing no mercy to the Mr. Rush, Kurt Angle sent out a jobber, however, by the name of Jean-Pierre Goulet. At least that's what the guy's name was, however. And as a result, let's just say Kurt Angle's son, however, end up squashing this guy inside of a minute and 20, however. And, of course, this would be the last match of the opening part of the first half of the show. Uh, my thoughts about this Jason Jordan-Kurt Angle thing, how I've talked about this many times before, however, uh, I just have not been uh, really excited about this whole thing from the beginning. How I think it continues to be a disaster, however, and it's just heading down a wrong, wrong way. Steel uh, Street, if you ask me, if you ask me, I just thought that this uh, match was not entertaining, and this whole uh, matter with Jordan and Curtis, just, this is not my cup of tea. Uh, Mr. Patel, I'd like to get your thoughts on this whole uh, Jordan and Curtis. Angle. This thing is just going south and going south very quickly. <laughs> well, you know, I was saying, yeah, I was saying, like, they should have put Cat, Chad Gable uh, in, in, uh, as Kurt Angle's son, not Jason Jordan, which was kind of weird. I, I thought Chad Gable would be a good, perfect pick, you know. I thought yeah. that would be a, would perfect, but... Yep, I agree. And um, why they split them up, I have no idea. I mean, it seems like all the tag teams however, are going uh, south very quickly. Of course, one of the teams that did not compete, obviously, last night, I will talk about real quick, how was the Hardys. Apparently, the reason why they were not on Raw last night, however, obviously, is because the fact is Jeff Hardy had a drug arrest a while back in Canada, and they have given him the rule, however, that you are not allowed to enter Canada. So that's why they were given him the night. That's why they gave the Hardys night off. But I did hear, however, through a reliable source, however, uh, that they are talking now. The Hardys might be taking on the club. Uh, apparently, uh, 
Gallows and Anderson because apparently the Revival, it looks like their chances of going after the tag team belt tower might go up and smoke again due to the fact Scott Dawson did tear his tricep, we understand, last Friday night at a house show in Halifax. He did wrestle Saturday and Sunday night, however, but he got to the arena early yesterday morning, however, right about the same time as all the superstars uh, arrived there in Toronto, however, but the doctors looked at him and says, you cannot go at this point, and it looks like he's going to be held out for a while right now. Early speculation has it maybe a month or two, but worst case scenario, three to six months, and that could really spell gloom and doom yet again for the rival, considering the fact that one of the guys just got back a few months ago from a broken jaw. I mean, what's your take on this? Uh, yeah, I mean, Revival is a good tag team, but I mean, like, yeah, I mean, any tag team in, like, wrestling, you know, you gotta, you gotta keep your partners healthy, you know, I don't know how you can do it, because, like, because you can, you can get injured from, like, uh, from jumping off a top rope, or maybe, like, I don't know, botching a move, or, like, it could, injuries can happen any time, but I just, I just think, um, in the tag team division, you have to, you have to keep your partners healthy some way, some shape or form, you know, you can't be, can't try to get injured like that, but, you know. Yes, I would agree, and like I said, it's a shame that unfortunately, like I said, we're going to have to see the Revival uh, tag team uh, plans be put on hold, however, but uh, we'll just have to uh, keep an eye on that in more ways than one. Uh, before we continue on, ladies and gentlemen, a quick reminder, ladies and gentlemen, that coming up tomorrow night, however, we will have a triple header beginning at 6 with Outside the Ropes. Uh, I will be feeling for Mr. WCW Chad Hinshaw due to a prior obligation, however, and of course you can check out all the music, movies, entertainments, music, and sports news, 141387, we'll be talking a little bit about the PGA of tournament coming up this weekend, of course also some golf news relating to the PGA is they're changing some of their tour dates, however, as starting in 2019 they're going to be changing some of the schedule around, also we'll be talking about the latest movies from the past week, give you the box office for it and the new movies coming out this weekend that you might want to check out. Also, we'll have some other news pertaining to that. And then at 8 o'clock, join Gerard, myself, and Michelle with a very special debate table. However, the caller ID is 139925-POUND. And then we'll be recapping SmackDown, ladies and gentlemen, however, is 138055. We'll be back with SmackDown, of course, with our report from tonight's show tomorrow night beginning at 9 p.m., so be sure to check us out. And also, before we continue on, ladies and gentlemen, just want to give a special shout-out to our good friend, Miss uh, Anne-Marie Reckenbach, who just recently had a procedure yesterday. However, she is back home, we understand, and is slowly recovering from the procedure. Uh, I did hear on good authority, however, from our boss, Mr. Doisio Chad Hinge. I talked to Anne late last night, and I did talk to Anne a little bit today. I can say she's getting better. She's still slowly recovering, but uh, Anne, on behalf of myself and Nell and the rest of the gang, we miss you. We hope that you come back stronger than ever and hopefully you are making a very uh, very quick uh, but uh, very easy recovery and hopefully we'll be back uh, hearing your voice very, very soon. We miss you and we love you and we hope to hear from you very soon. Okay, up next, ladies and gentlemen, was one of the more bizarre segments, and if you want to call it bizarre, however, was the whole thing with Bailey involving, however, uh, her announcement, of course, where she, of course, said that she could not compete, however, due to her arm injury that she suffered the week before at the hands of Nia Jax. As a result, this was the first of a triple threat match, first of two triple threat matches on the evening, if you will. Sasha Banks taking on Alicia Fox, taking on Emma. A lot of people thought Emma was going to win this match, but Sasha ends up taking one step closer, and now will be fighting next week to get her a step closer to NXT Brooklyn. As a result, she defeated Emma and Alicia Fox here inside of five minutes. And now I'm going to ask you a two-part on this one. First off, your thoughts about Sasha being one of the competitors for next week's uh, big uh, upcoming match, however, that she'll be fighting her hometown against the other person that she fought later in the night, however, she'll be fighting, of course, next week, who fought later in the evening. And two, your thoughts about the whole thing with Bailey. It seemed like the fans really weren't very receptive to Bailey last night in Toronto. 
Okay, so for the first one, yeah, I, I was kind of surprised that Bailey picked Sasha Banks, even though they both are friends. But I mean, we've seen Sasha Banks on like the title picture so many times. You know, I think like I think Emma should have got a chance. You know, because Emma's like begging for opportunities, but yet again, she just gets you know blindsided by by like not winning. You know, she doesn't get to win her matches apparently. Right. And I think the thing with Emma, too, is I just think how I think management has nowhere to go with her. The Emmalina thing, of course, did not really work out, as we all recall. Then she changed it back to Emma. Then she went to this uh, attitude phase where she uh, decided to become the darker, edgier persona that she is. Then she was hurt for a while. Now she's back again. Right now, I think she's barely grasping at straws at this point. I agree with you about Sasha. Um, The one person I thought may have won, won this I hate to say it, even though she's kind of still doing the storyline, when she uh, finally got rid of that whole storyline with Noam Dar, however, obviously, is Alicia Fox. But at the same time, I just can't see Alicia really going after the belt at this point. Sasha, it seems like they're just continuing to ride and ride and ride that pony as long as they can now. And it seems like every time they come up with a uh, uh, win in that, however, it seems like Sasha always seems to be the uh, heavy fare next to Bailey that just always finds a way to cross the finish line and leave everyone in the dust, so to speak. But uh, the second part to this question is, uh, as I mentioned, the Bailey incident. Now, the fans really were not very receptive to Bailey. That surprised me last night. Yeah, in Toronto, yeah. I, was, I mean, I guess, I guess I guess there's not a lot of Bailey fans, you know, because cause Toronto is, I guess, uh, I guess, I guess they like uh, they they like winners, I guess. The so winners, as in you know, Edge, as in um, as in Trish, as in uh, yeah, you know, Canadians basically, like Jericho and all of them. So Canadians, they're they're welcome to. But if you're not Basically, I think if you're not Canadian, you're back. You're gonna be booed out of the building, I guess. <laughs> That's you know, my you're guess. Right. No, no, you're 100 percent right. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it, it was. I mean, I was shocked when I heard it. At first, I thought, "Am I hearing?" Th-? I mean, when I watched, it, I was like, "Am I hearing things right? Am I seeing things right?" I mean, this this is like a very unusual thing to see Bailey get uh, a reaction like this. And she even acknowledged it to the crowd. She says, I've never been booed like this. How I mean, you're entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to what you have to say. Some of them are still cheering her. But I think backstage, once she got through the current hour, she either maybe broke down crying or maybe someone came up to her and said that it was a nicely well, uh, decent promo. And I'm going to ask you this question right now. And I'm going to obviously bring this question up again tonight later on in Revolution. Uh, is this the beginning maybe of a Bailey heel turn? Because it looks like right now they might be going heel with her possibly. Hmm. Oh, so she was face right now. Like, I, I, I guess, I guess they can turn her heel, but, but I don't know if I don't know if she can, can come back to the title picture. Like, let's say, let's say if Sasha's the champion, I don't think Bailey can beat Sasha. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be hard oh, to yeah. beat her, you know. Oh yes, and then these two have had some great matches in NXT, no doubt about it. I mean, they're soul sisters, they're the best of friends, however, both in and out of the ring, but they've put on some great matches in the past down in NXT over the last few years. However, I've watched some of them in the past in the NXT DVD, uh, Volume 1 DVD, and I know they're going to be coming out Volume 2 later this year, but uh, I've watched some of their matches. The match they had in Brooklyn uh, a couple of years ago at SummerSlam, the night before SummerSlam, I think it was 14, I want to say, or 15. Uh, if you get a chance to go back and watch that match, or even the Iron Woman match they had, at the in October of that year, I mean, two of the, that I mean, those two matches there, I mean, they stole the show. I mean, there was a 30 minute Iron Woman match, and of course, Bailey won that three to two. But the match they had in Brooklyn three years ago, uh, the night before SummerSlam, the first year they did the NXT Takeover show in Brooklyn, I mean, that was the night 
Finn and Owen went, Owens went out in the ladder match too, but that's Sasha Bailey. If you can watch it somewhere, look it up on YouTube or watch it. I mean, you have got to sit back and watch it. It's like 20 minutes of just pure great women's wrestling, and that's fine. And that takes you back to like maybe Trish and Lita, Lita and possibly right. like someone else. Or, but those two absolutely stole the show that weekend in Brooklyn, I remember. And I said at the end of the year, how the first year we did uh, our Raw radio show at the end of 2015, I said, if you want to talk about one of the greatest matches of 2015 into the the end of 2015, Howard. That was one of my top three, if not one of my top two of the year. It was just an incredible, incredible match, and I had that DVD too. And in fact, I haven't watched that DVD in a while. I might have to go back and watch it sometime next week, maybe, while I'm away. Anyway, that leads us to our next match, ladies and gentlemen. It was Big Show and Enzo Amore. You talk about a guy who has been in really seriously hot water right now, and that is Enzo Amore, Howard, taking on the nerd-busting killing duo of Gallows and Anderson, and I saw a clip today of Gallows and it was pretty funny. I don't know if they shot this during the show last night or before the show involving Greg Rome and Nia Jax. But as a result, Gallows and Anderson end up beating the duo of Enzo and Cass. However, not before Big Cass shows up. As a result, Big Cass then once again gets up in a, a Big Show's face. However, Enzo starts uh, being the little chihuahua yappy yap dog, however like he is, sort of like... Uh, as Chad likes to call him, Howard, sort of like if you remember the Looney Tunes character was spiking his buddy Chester Howard. He's sort of like the uh, little uh, spike dog, however, with the yap, 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 and the little chihuahua. But at the same time, Howard Kaskin uh, is trying to uh, get his hands all over his uh, former uh, tag team friend and brother, if you will. And uh, later in the night, Howard, he did announce, Howard, the big sh- or Kurt Angle, that he uh, wants a match with uh, Big Show at uh, SummerSlam and put Enzo in a shark cage. Well, it looks like they're going to get that wish made because I think we're going to see that match happen at SummerSlam next Sunday. Uh, again, I'm going to ask you a two-parter on this, however, here and now. Your thoughts about the whole thing involving Enzo and the whole company right now because it seems like he's on right now on a very short leash with the company, no pun intended, because right now he's really creating up a lot of trouble and controversy in and out of the ring, number one. And number two... Your thoughts about the whole Big Show uh, cast affair that's coming up at SummerSlam? Okay, so about Enzo, yeah, I think, like, yeah, his mouth is getting him in trouble because I, cause I heard, like, he was he was yapping about uh, how much money he makes and, like, he's hanging out with strippers and stuff, like, which, which uh, yeah, I, I think you should keep your personal business to yourself, but, I mean, you know, he he does have a tendency to to uh, over-speak, like, he's an over, uh, outspoken kind of person, so I think, I think he should learn how to not not speak speak uh, when he shouldn't. You know, try to keep his mouth shut. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then uh, for the second part, yeah, I mean, big big show and big cats. I guess I guess you can put two heavyweights together, but I mean, it's not it's nothing compared to like Andre or Hogan or it's not like no. back in the day. You know, those matches are are like you know are like history in the making. I don't think this will be in the history books at all. Like I no. think, this this yeah. this shouldn't even be on the on the show. Period. If you ask me, I mean. Granted, of course, Big Cass is a seven-foot-tall monster weighing about 290, 300 pounds. Big Show, I mean, I will give him credit. I mean, here's a guy off and on over the years who's gone face, heel, heel, face, face, heel, face, heel, heel, face, whatever. So many times you can write a book on. But at the same time, I mean, about four or five years ago, he was not doing really well in the best of health, I understand. He was a pretty big guy still at over 450, 500 pounds. Then all of a sudden... He hit the gym hard, and I mean, he looks in tremendous shape now. He's down to about 360, maybe even 340 now. I have never seen him this slim. I have never seen him this quick. I have seen, I mean, this is the first time I've seen a Big Show actually look this decent in a ring ever. And I got to give him mad props. I mean, mad props indeed. And Big Show uh, and Big Cass, I agree with you. I'm just, 
I'm not entertained by this matchup whatsoever. I think this match shouldn't even be on the card, period. I think they right. should just pull it off the show if they have any common sense, because this is not fun anymore. This is just absolutely ridiculous just to continue to see these two guys go at it. But I don't know. I mean, maybe they need just something special to uh, keep the fans entertained. But I don't know if it's going to be a great match or it's going to be an exciting match. But right now, I can tell you, in my opinion, it should just be just yanked off the car. Again, they still have time. But like I said, I'm sure we're going to see a quick match. At least I hope we see a quick match at SummerSlam. But speaking of quick matches, this next match was not a quick match. And before we get to that, we'll talk about what happened afterward. Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt. Obviously, of course, continue their feud with each other. Now you can say that this match has been signed for SummerSlam. So it looks like the Demon Slayer King and the Master of Eat Worlds, if you will, will be going at it tooth and nail once again, however, one-on-one at SummerSlam in Brooklyn next Sunday. Anyway, with that said, this led us to our match of the night, one of the few great matches of this uh, entire evening show. However, last night, of course, it pitted, of course, Big Cass. Excuse, why did I almost say Big Cass? I meant to say Dean Ambrose taking on Cesaro with Sheamus. This went 20 minutes long. Dean Ambrose ends up pulling off the upset here. Uh, my thoughts about this, this was a great match. This was a great, great entertaining affair. The fans were both into the guys. I think they were in the Cesaro more than they were Dean, but at the same time, Dean held his own. Afterwards, Seth came out, of course, once again, however, uh, to uh, save his former Shield buddy after Sheamus and Zara put the boots to him. And then all of a sudden, it looked like we were going to see a reunion of sorts. But unfortunately, just when it looked like the reunion was going to happen, however, Ambrose, however, this time was the one that stuck out his hand. It wasn't Seth. It was Ambrose stuck out his hand, holding his fist out, symbolizing the old Shield symbol. As a result, it looked like Seth was ready to accept it, but then Seth walked off and said, no, I'm not going to accept it. So... Tension continues between these two, and hopefully they can finally uh, put this to rest maybe next week, hopefully, or maybe two weeks from now. We'll have to wait and see. Time will tell. But nevertheless, that being said, this was a great, great match. We'll talk about uh, getting the else thoughts here in a second. From there, we go to our next match. It was Akira Tozawa with Apollo Crews entitled Sonia. Of course, the Titus Brank team to celebrate their big, uh, well, let's just say opportunity coming up at SummerSlam as Tozawa will be taking on the Cruiserweight Champion Neville. As a result, he will take on the man who last week, however, he defeated to get the number one contender spot to face Neville at SummerSlam, and that is Arya Davari, of course. Uh, prior to that, Neville came into the locker room and told Tozawa, however, that he better be careful because if he doesn't, however, he's going to have nothing left to prove at SummerSlam. As a result, Tozawa ended up defeating Davari inside of four minutes, so it was a very quick, uh, short match here as this was the only Cruiserweight match of the entire show, believe it or not, because earlier in the night we uh, heard that Elias Sampson, Mr. Guitar playing uh, man from my hometown of Pittsburgh, ended up being Kalisto once again on main event. And also on main event last night, Apollo Crews, right before the show, ended up defeating Kurt Hawkins. So they continue to bury Kurt Hawkins here, just like uh, they're continuing to bury some of these guys here on the main roster. Uh, that being said, let's get uh, Anil's thoughts on the Dean-Cesaro match and also the Cruiserweight match involving Akira and Davari. Go right ahead. Um, okay, so the Dean and the Cesaro match. Yeah, I, I, I'll say I'll say they, they both uh, are good in the ring, but I mean, uh, I guess they're gearing up for the tag match. Am, uh, am I correct for like the um, yes, I think, I uh, think Ambrose that's... and Rollins versus uh, the tag team champions? I, th- I think that'll make... I think they'll probably make that official. If they don't make it official by the end of tonight or sometime later this week, I would not be surprised if they wait till next Monday in Boston to make it official. Yes. 
So yeah, I think uh, I think the Dean and the Cesaro match was good. I mean, they both are uh, good wrestlers, so I think um, I think I think it was a good match. I won't say it was it was like a top par, but I'll I'll give them credit. You know, I'll give them credit for the match. Yes. And your thoughts about the cruiserweight match involving Akira Tozawa taking on Davari and Akira now going on to face Neville coming up at SummerSlam for the cruiserweight title? Could Tozawa pull off the upset and stop Neville's six-month reign? Do you feel? So the so the Akira Tozawa versus uh, Davari again? Yes, and Akira won that match. However, and mm. uh, of course, Akira last week did defeat the. Uh, Davari to get Neville, the number one spot against Neville. They uh, and of course Neville came in the locker room and told him, "How you better be careful tonight, Howard, because if you don't, Howard, you're gonna uh, feel my wrath." And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll tell you, I mean, I love Neville. I've been a Neville Mark since he got in NXT. I haven't watched any of his old stuff like when he was back in the old Indies in Europe yet, Howard. And I'm gonna have to make it a point sometime to watch some of those footage. But I have been a fan of him since the very beginning when I first started watching him in NXT three or four years ago. And as far as the Cruiserweight Champion goes, the last six months, I mean, he has become the best heel by far in that division. And he has done so great with that belt. I think him and Tozawa could put on a great match. At least I hope they put on a great match uh, at uh, SummerSlam. The only thing that really bums me out is, of course, and I've talked about, and we've talked about this guy before, the one guy that they really, and I'm sure you've probably heard about this guy, that they really kind of missed the boat on was Austin Aries. I think Austin Aries had a great chance to become a great champion and he had a chance to pull off that upset at some, or not some Sam, WrestleMania back in March, in April, in that pre-show match. That was a great match, I remember. But after that, how it just seemed like how they crapped all over Aries, and they didn't do much with him. And as a result, Aries decided to say, "The hell this! I'm not going to stay here. It's not worth getting uh, into it anymore." I don't know if it was a conflict of him and management, or management and him, kind of had a Butting of heads, so to speak. But uh, that being said, Howard, what do you think is going to happen uh, in the matchup between the Zala and maybe Neville at SummerSlam, in your opinion? Hmm. I know it'll be a high, I know it'll be a high flying bout because, like, um, yeah, Akira Tozawa is good at it's good at um, uh, flying from the top row, and yeah, of course, you know Neville, yeah, with the um, what is what is it what is what is this finisher again? I keep I, can't, uh, I Neville forgot about the top use, row. Neville yeah. has a couple different moves. He uses the Rings uh-huh. of Saturn, and he does also the Red Arrow. Right. Okay. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I think I'm talking about the red arrow. Red arrow. Yeah, that's that's a really good uh good move that he has on the top yes. row. That's a good move that he has. Yeah, but uh, Tazal also has that big high flying senton bomb. I mean, it's like jumping. It's like a like a high. He gets up way up in the air. And like I said, I think these guys could go ten or fifteen minutes. I think they could steal the show. I hope they uh, don't put them on the pre-show because. Uh, I think it would make sense to put them on the main show. I have been hearing that they do might move the Hardys match, however, with uh, the club to the pre-show. And I've also now heard mm-hmm. that it could be the Usos taking on the New Day in the pre-show. So I hope if you put those two on the pre-show, then you could give uh, Neville and uh, Tozawa 10, 15 minutes. Maybe they can open up uh, SummerSlam and give us a high-flying 10, 15-minute uh, cruiserweight match. That would be a good way to start out the show and give the fans something to cheer about right out of the gate. I hope they can do something like that. Um also, uh, what was I going to say? There has been talk also, and I'll tell you, you're talking about uh, Neville real quick, and then before I get into our next match. If you want a good match of Neville to watch, uh, there was a match I have. Uh, it was him back in the day. It was him. I think it was him, Tyson Kidd, Sami Zayn, I think it was. Maybe Sami Zayn, I think it was. I think it was Sami Zayn, yeah. It was either yeah, Sami Zayn and Tyler Breeze. If you go back and watch that, 
Fatal 4, I think it was about three years ago, however, it was 2014, or maybe it was two years ago, it was 2015, at some point now, or anyone for that matter, I would suggest watching, because I'll tell you, you talk about some great moments that NXT delivered, I mean, Neville always found a way to raise the bar week after week in NXT, he was called, in my opinion, Mr. NXT, there was talk that you had guys like Rollins, Bo Dallas, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, all these guys were Mr. NXT, I would put uh, Neville up there, uh, ahead of guys, like, just a little bit ahead of guys like Owens and Sami Zayn, because I think every week, however, uh, he was just delivering so many classic matches, whether it be guys against, like, uh, Adam Rose, uh, Cesaro, uh, Sammy, like I mentioned, Finn Balor, he had a couple great matches, I remember, with him that were just, just eye-dropping and earth-shattering to watch. I mean, those were great, bona fide, 10, 15, 20-minute classics. Uh, he had one, I remember, one time with... Um, was it? I'm trying to think. I remember watching this recently. It was him and uh, I don't know if it was him and Nakamura. I don't think him and Nakamura ever fought. Tower. I don't think he did. No, he didn't fight Nakamura. But I remember, like I said, he did fight guys like Cesaro and Finn and uh, Sammy. However, that were some. And, and like I said, those three matches back in the day, about two, a couple years ago or three years ago in NXT, they used to be on every week. However, every other week on NXT on the network, that were just absolutely mind-boggling to watch. And like I said, I have a lot of old NXT. DVDs. I mean, from the first one up until uh, the one that happened a couple years ago. Uh, but uh, some of the older stuff that uh, happened, like the ones in London and Dallas this last year, or even some from this year, I have uh, watched some on YouTube, and there's still uh, some great matches to watch, let me tell you. Speaking of NXT, ladies and gentlemen, of course, coming up, of course, a week from this Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, NXT TakeOver 3 will be happening live here on TalkShoe, ladies and gentlemen, and of course, you can join the Nigel McGuinness the, uh, let's just say, the Lamar Ranulo, and yes, you can also say, however, the Percy Watson of the joint, as we will be celebrating NXT TakeOver 3 in more ways than one, one week from this Saturday here on TalkShoe, ladies and gentlemen, at 8 p.m., as Gerard T. Smith, myself, and whoever else comes online, will be giving you our predictions, however, a week from this coming Saturday, that's next Saturday, the 19th, the night before SummerSlam, ladies and gentlemen, we will be talking about TakeOver 3, Live from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, you can follow us, however, here on TalkShoe with a very special edition of Attitude Radio, possibly 138982. And, of course, we will be telling you more about that hopefully before the end of this week or sometime next week when the king is sitting in the chair for all of the shows. I'm sure he'll be mentioning it to you all. But, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check us out a week from Saturday as TakeOver 3 will be here live on TalkShoe. And some of the matches that you will see at TakeOver 3, have been listed as the following as of right now. For the NXT Championship, it will be the glorious one, Bobby Roode, taking on the chosen one, Drew McIntyre. For the woman's title, it will be the longest-term champion, the Japanese female fighting warrior herself, Asuka, taking on the one with the solar eclipse, looking to basically end the fighting warrior's reign, Ember Moon. Could the moon be rising, however, in a new chapter in NXT as she hopes to stop Asuka's undefeated reign? Or will the uh, Fighting Warrior continue her undefeated reign and beat Ember Moon one more time? And finally, also for the tag team titles, it will be the Authors of Pain, Akeem and Rezar, by, led by Precious Paul Ellery, taking on, I believe, either Sanity or possibly Heavy Machinery, but I believe it's going to be Sanity of Eric Young, Killian Dane, Nikki Cross, and company are. And that will be for the NXT Tag Team Straps 
Also, ladies and gentlemen, coming up tonight, ladies and gentlemen, on 205 Live, just to let you know real quick, however, we have heard that this match will be listed on 205 Live just after 10 o'clock. It will be TJP, the video game expert himself, taking on the dancing man himself, Rich Swan, in the main event. So, folks, tonight, if you're looking for a good cruiserweight battle on 205 Live tonight, be sure to check it out as the dancing man, Rich Swan will take on TJP in the main event. Now, before we get into our semi-main event, ladies and gentlemen, here on uh, Monday Night Raw, let's get Anil's thoughts about TakeOver 3 with some of the matches we've listed. Anil, it looks like so far it's shaped out to be one great show a week from Saturday in Brooklyn. Oh, uh, yeah, so I like the, yeah, the women's match is going to be interesting. Uh, I don't know if Oscar's going to lose the belt and go to the main roster, or like you said, if uh, if Amber Moon can actually... Um, defeat Oscar and under undefeated streak. So that that so yeah. So that uh, I wonder how that match is going to play out. Yes. And your what are your thoughts about the Rude McIntyre matchup? That should be a great match too. You got two great guys in the ring. I mean, I'm looking for Rude to retain because I don't think McIntyre is ready to get it just yet. But um, at the same time, I'm surprised they haven't thrown uh, a guy like Cassius Ono a bone and given him a chance. You know. Hmm. Uh, anyway, speaking of NXT, ladies and gentlemen, that leads us to our next match, ladies and gentlemen. Talking about NXT, we have two or three girls in NXT in our next triple threat match, ladies and gentlemen, which was our semi-main event, ladies and gentlemen. Last night, it was the monster, Nia Jax, taking on Mickey James, taking on Dana Brooke. Of course, Dana Brooke at one time, of course, was a protege of Charlotte Flair. She continues to be buried, unfortunately, but there has been talk, however, that the Titus brand is showing some interest in her, believe it or not. Nevertheless, Nia Jax ended up squashing both of these girls inside of three minutes. And next week, ladies and gentlemen, next week, as I said earlier, there will be a number one contender possibly coming out of this hire. Will it be the hometown girl, Sasha Banks? Will it be the monster, Nia Jax? We'll have to wait and see. Because right now, it will be Nia Jax taking on Sasha one more time, however. And this time, the winner will go on to face Alexa Bliss coming up at SummerSlam a week from Sunday. With that said, of course, before we get to the main event, ladies and gentlemen, we had a small vignette involving Goldust, of course. He did tell us how that coming back, however, uh, he uh, will be watching something very close in question whether he will find his next hero, villain, or a beautiful new starlet. He said whoever it will be will shine like gold. Uh, very interesting, very creepy by the bizarre one, to say the least. Uh, nevertheless, I've always been a fan of Dustin Rollins over the years, even going back to his days in WCW when he was the natural uh, I gotta ask you, Nell. However, um, this is uh, kind of a bizarre thing that Goldust has done. However, I mean, I know uh, at one time there was talk about him getting out of wrestling altogether, but now it looks like he's gonna stick around just a little bit longer. Uh, right now, if you're uh, Goldust, however, if you're looking for, like I said, a hero, a starlet, or a villain, uh, who would you uh, be uh, casting if you're him at this point? Hmm. I mean, I know, I know he had a good run. Yeah, he said in in uh, WCW, and then like, so, and then like, I think he was, I think it was part of the Attitude Era too. So I, so he's, I think he's, uh, I think he's up there with um with the old guys, right? Like uh, Taker, Kane, Big Show. Yeah, he, so he's yeah, been around he, for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah, he's been around a long time. He's in his mid to late forties. Yes, that's correct. And mm-hmm. I think next year, however, uh, in my opinion, uh, it's not next year, the year after, but I think possibly next year. I think you almost have to consider putting him into the Hall of Fame. He's definitely a Hall of Fame, in my opinion. Right. Uh, but, uh, I would say right now, however, if you're looking for a, a villain, maybe it's hard to say who you would cast as a villain. I don't really know. Uh, as far as the starlet goes, maybe you could do someone like maybe possibly like maybe, maybe Alexa Bliss. Caster mm-hmm. is his new starlet. Unless Alexa's going to go on her own still. 
If not, I could see maybe someone like Nia Jax, maybe, or possibly someone else, because right now I think uh, Goldust may need a new uh, female accomplice slash manager like he did back in the day with his ex-wife Marlena, a.k.a. Terry, uh, formerly Alexandria York of the York Foundation. Uh, if not, I don't know who they could cast, but we'll have to wait and see. Anyway, folks, uh, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that leads us now to our main event, of course, and here's what our main event was. It was Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns, in the last man standing match, uh, Braun ended up winning in 22 minutes. Of course, the fans chanted, thank you, Joe, after Samoa Joe apparently showed up out of nowhere in the crowd, choking out Roman, however, before Strowman got up and got back in the ring, however, and somehow made in the ring by the count of 10. And as a result, Braun ended up winning here inside of 22 minutes, however, in the main event and closing it out here, however, on the night. Uh, that being said, and now your thoughts about this matchup and the uh, aftermath that fall with Samoa Joe getting involved. Hmm. Well, yeah, it was like, yeah, it was, it was kind of uh, confusing to see who would win. Even if Roman won, you know, I don't know who's going to win the pay before. So if Braun won uh, the match last night, which yeah, which Samoa Joe uh, interfered. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think there would be interference. But yeah, like you said, it was kind of out of nowhere, you know. How Samojo came out of the crowd and and uh, helped, I guess helped Braun win or, or or did he did he have like a rivalry with Roman Reigns? I don't I don't get it. You know I don't know why he would. Well, attack Roman I know Reigns, it goes back to I think maybe what happened at Great Balls of Fire. I think maybe that's probably why I'm thinking, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But also I've been hearing at the same time I'm thinking, however, maybe they'll do something with maybe they'll do something with maybe him and Joe next week in Boston. However, I mean. Of course, Roman won the triple threat a couple weeks ago here in Pittsburgh, and of course last night we saw Braun win. Uh, could we see maybe now Joe get his comeuppance, maybe somehow, some way, however, and find a way to make a statement, however, and show Roman who's boss, however, and let's just say, uh, hey, you know what, it's my time, however. He's going to say, I mean, I'm getting left here in the dark, however. And uh, we've talked about this before, I think, on uh, most of the shows, however, mostly Revolution, too, and I want to ask you this question, too. There has been talk, obviously, however, uh, um, uh, right now I know there's been talk about maybe uh, possibly Samojo being a Paul Heyman guy. Should Brock Lesnar leave? And again, that's the key word, should. If he does not leave, however, and Brock finds a way to retain her, could we see, and I'm going to ask you, this is a kind of a difficult question to ask, and I'm going to put this question to you, not just you, but I'm going to ask everyone else the same question here later tonight as well. Could we see maybe, however, possibly, Paul Heyman acquire the services of Samoa Joe and have another beast in his camp like Brock Lesnar? Or do you think maybe somehow, some way, he's going to stab Brock in the back and go with Samoa Joe and Brock drops the title at SummerSlam? I mean, what's your spin and take on this? Hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is kind of a, a whirlwind if you if you say it. it is kind of confusing. But I mean, yeah, I mean, because cause Paul, I mean, Paul Heyman did say, you know, he said if Brock leaves, I'll leave with him. But I don't know if like, yeah, I don't know if he's gonna say like, no, I didn't, I didn't really mean to say that. I said Brock will leave, and I'm gonna still stay or something. Like I don't, yeah, I didn't really, I don't really know where he meant by leaving. You know, is he gonna stay and let Brock leave, or are, are both of them gonna leave? And if and if they both do. And uh, I think the, I think you can't really bring Samoa Joe to your camp. You know, you got to have Paul Heyman to to make it happen. Yeah, oh, I would agree. I would definitely agree. And like I said, I mean, I've been a Samoa Joe mark since uh, since uh, TNA, and I think Samoa Joe is without question one of the most dangerous people in that ring. And if you uh, find a way to get under his skin, like with Lesnar, however, and say something wrong or somehow 
say uh, anything bad to him, however, or really just find a way to get under his skin, however, however he'll hurt you. And believe me, I yeah. think right now, I think, and I said this before, I think with Chris and Chris's show, and I think I said this here on some of our shows here, I think right now at this point you have to consider my opinion, this is just me saying this, I mean, I'm picking Samoa Joe to win this thing on, at SummerSlam. I mean, I think right now he is, without question, the most dangerous man right now going into this match coming up a week from Sunday. I think right now he's done really good since he came up from NXT. His Triple H has hired Gun Assassin. Uh, he's been uh, showing no uh, mercy on everyone, however. I mean, just that same thing what happened earlier this year. But besides that, I mean, he has gone through pretty much everyone and anyone within uh, shouting distance. The only person he has not gone against, however, and it's surprising he hasn't gone against this guy yet, and I've heard some talk that they might be uh, doing this with him, and I think maybe you mentioned, maybe it was Chris that mentioned, or Chris, Chris maybe mentioned on the show, or we talked about it here, obviously. I think there's talk right now they might be doing a program with him and John Cena soon. There's been some talk mm. about him and Cena getting into a program, I've heard, maybe after SummerSlam, possibly, depending on what happens with Cena and Corbin at SummerSlam, because right now they are, there is discussion, obviously, with him and uh, possibly him and uh, Cena, maybe, possibly, at SummerSlam. But at the same time, after SummerSlam, there has been discussion already, possibly, about him and, uh, like I said, obviously, him and uh, Cena going at maybe, possibly, No Mercy in September, maybe even in October, possibly, at... Um, I think Raw has a pay-per-view in October. I think SmackDown's doing uh, Hell in a Cell this year, unless uh, Raw's doing it this year. But I think SmackDown's turn this year. I think Raw has another one in October. If not, I mean, I could see him and maybe Joe uh, getting into a program for a few months, however, or possibly, like I said, if not Cena, then I could see maybe uh, Joe getting into a program possibly with someone like uh, maybe... Um, Maybe Rollins again, possibly I could see that happening. It could happen. Or if not, I could see maybe Joe and possibly, uh, uh, I don't know who else you could put him in the ring with, you know. I mean, there is talk about a shakeup coming. I do know that. But like I said, I don't know who else you could put him in the ring with. But like I said, we'll see what happens. But I think right now, uh, it depends on what happens at SummerSlam. There's, there's still, the jury's still out on that right now. And I think they're going to have to really sit down here in the next few weeks, however, in the next week or so, week and a half, and just find out where they're going to go in, go go into the fall with. Because right now, I mean, there has been talk uh, maybe they want Nakamura to beat Corbin, however, possibly, or not Corbin, Nakamura beat Mahal, and then uh, maybe hold the title for a while. But if not, if Jinder again finds a way to slither away and sneak away with the title that some people are still thinking that could happen, that they're saying could happen, then Corbin could come at, out and cash in at SummerSlam and then walk out of Brooklyn with the title and then take it over to Raw, however, with him, and then maybe challenge Joe if Joe does not win the uh, Fatal 4-Way, however, and then him and Corbin doing the program. It could happen. Like I said, it could be Cena and Corbin, or Cena and Cor- uh, Joe, or it could be Joe and Corbin, you know. I'll pay to see either one of those guys fight, and I think we'll have to wait and see what happens, but uh, time will only tell. Uh, just a quick reminder also, ladies and gentlemen, this Thursday night, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check out Top Heel Inc. Howard beginning at uh, 7 p.m. Gerard and I will be back in the Top Heel uh, desk, Howard, 14562-pound, and then at Wolfpack on Wednesday night, or Thursday night, excuse me, 13852-pound, we'll be getting you underway uh, with our Wolfpack show. 
Uh, also, a quick reminder, this Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, however, I believe it's this Saturday, unless something comes up, we will have the Power Hour for you at 4 o'clock. The caller ID is 141364-POUND. Be sure to check that out. We'll give you the latest news and scuttlebutt, of course, of the uh, past week, of course, as far as how many downloads we did, and also we'll give you our take of what has been going on with the week in review. Uh, but as I said, folks, do not forget, this coming next Monday, ladies and gentlemen, beginning at 3 p.m. on Raw Radio and lasting until the following week, however, it is the glorious, glorious week of GTS, however, who will be sitting in on every show, not just on Raw Radio, folks. No, no. He'll be sitting in on every show. This includes the debate, the revolution, uh, also Wolfpack Radio, Top Peel Inc., also Wrestling Revisited, and anything in between. Of course, I will be checking in a couple times during the week, hour, and of course, late next week, you can hear my voice, however, I believe you'll be hearing my, you'll be hearing me for the first time, possibly a week from uh, tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, also next week, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure at some point, uh, depending on what night uh, Gerard wants to do this, of course, you'll have some things going on. And also, I will give you my SummerSlam and NXT predictions as well. So, folks, it's shaping up to be a very interesting, glorious week beginning next Monday. So, folks, uh, that'll be very interesting in more ways than one. Uh, before we cut it loose tonight, we're going to ask Mr. Patel if he has any closing uh, things to say before we wrap it up here. Um, no, not really. I mean, like I said, uh, I wasn't really impressed with Rob, but like the, some some of the matches you did mention, uh, I'll I say I'll, I'll say I'll I'll give them credit, you know, because they're they're trying to make the show better every week. But some people have different opinions, you know. Some people think they're going downhill. Some people are thinking they're going better. They're doing better from the week prior, you know. So we have everyone has their own opinions, but you know, I'll give them credit for like at least putting on a show. You know, it's hard to put on a show, so I'll give yep. them credit. Yes, certainly no question about it. And uh, also, before we wrap up tonight, of course, uh, we're going to be playing this guy's music later in the evening. We do want to express also earlier today, however, we did hear uh, some tragic news earlier today. Country music superstar Glenn Campbell, best known for his songs, Wichita Lineman and Rhinestone Cowboy, tragically passed away today at the age of 81. Our thoughts and prayers with Campbell's friends and family and colleagues tonight. So uh, we want to say to Mr. Mr. Campbell personally, Thank you for the memories, Howard, and thank you for making us a fan of yours, Howard, whether we grew up listening to your music or just listening to you in general. You will be sorely missed, and you were a true musical icon, and will never be forgotten. So uh, definitely uh, rest in peace, Mr. Campbell. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we will be back here in just a little while at 9 o'clock. Of course, we've got some uh, news to talk about beginning at 9 o'clock, including uh, surprise news that one former UFC fighter, and I'm sure you may have heard about this now, that uh, she is talking about maybe showing up in the WWE very, very soon. Who that is, uh, we will let you know at 9 o'clock. Of course, we will also give you the birthdays and dates supplied by our own human suplex machine. I'm sure Mr. Patel will be in the chat box with us or call in. Also, we'd like to hear from you all. Call in however the caller ID is, one three zero five five pounds and that will begin just after 9 o'clock tonight. We'll also be recapping... Uh, what was a very interesting night as far as Monday Night Raw goes, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll also be talking I'm sure, more about SummerSlam and NXT coming up in the next week. So, folks, uh, stay tuned, however. The week is just getting started here as we are ready to begin our two for Tuesday, however, in more ways than one. So, for now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, with my colleague, Mr. Patelson, next to me here at Ringside, this is the Iceman saying so long from Ringside, and we'll check you up here in just a little bit. Have a good night, everyone, and we'll catch you soon. Good night, everyone. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.